When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. And this week it comes from Matt Davies, presenter of the Gababoldi Red podcast covering Nottingham Forest for Knots Live. Matt, thank you very much for popping onto the podcast. How are we keeping? Uh, good. Already nervous for Friday. There's a lot on the line for both teams, but it feels like if you're in the bottom eight or nine in the Premier League, there's, there's a lot on the line for everyone at the moment. It's very tight, isn't it, down there? Just a winner, so we'll, we'll drag you in or take you further away from safety. But this game against Newcastle United, and I know Newcastle haven't been on the best of uh, form of late. They picked up the win against Wolves, a much-needed win. How are Forrest looking at this? Is this a game Forrest will be targeting, or this, is this a game where a point is a bonus? What, what do you think they'll be targeting from this game? Well... Uh, they've got the international break after this, obviously, like like Newcastle. Then it's Wolves at home and Leeds away. And I think they're the two that you kind of are targeting more. And I think you're still in the camp of a point to a really good result against Newcastle. I know, like you said, they haven't been on great form, but they are chasing the Champions League. And I did. I only watched the first half against Wolves, but I thought once they got the goal, they looked a different side. I don't know what the second half was like, obviously, but that win will really lift them. Forest obviously got injury problems, which we'll probably come on to to really well one key player in particular. So I think we're definitely in the territory from a Forest point of view of take the point, and that'll be a big positive. But Forest at home have a quite a decent record. It's nine unbeaten, if I'm not mistaken, at the City Ground. So as much as you know, the difference in the table is quite substantial. Um, and you would obviously Newcastle got pretty much a full strength squad. Forest are decimated by injuries I imagine the gaffer will be looking at the home record that they've got and if anything's going to keep them up it's going to be taking points against whoever comes to the city ground and that'll include Newcastle yeah I mean they're chalk and cheese away from home they've got six points away and only four goals but at home they've, they've beaten Liverpool they've drawn with Man City they've drawn with Chelsea and they should have beaten them they are really strong at home the last couple of home games like against Leeds, they didn't play overly well. And against Everton, they didn't play overly well. But I think you're just getting to that time of the season now, aren't you, where performance is basically irrelevant and it's more about results. And they, they got something from all those games. So Newcastle certainly aren't going to find it easy. It's going to be a close game either way. I'm sure Newcastle fans aren't just assuming they're going to win, they're going to win because of Forest's home record. They're not lost in September, as you say. But... I think similarly, there's a lot of respect for Newcastle and what they've done under Eddie Howe and Forest fans. Are just like I said at the start, I think they're just terrified of every game now because it's so close at the bottom. The, the dread of getting relegated after 23 years is getting ever more pre- prevalent. I think. Yeah, I can imagine it's not. Um, it's it's not a happy thought when you think about the possibility of relegation. But you know, Forest do have some good players. It's just a shame that. Arguably, their best player is unlikely to be playing against Newcastle. That is Brennan Johnson. Is he definitely out of Friday's game? Well, as we record this, Cooper's just done his press and he said there's a small chance he'll be involved. But I think realistically, I think that might be a bit of a 
a red herring to throw uh, Eddie Howe's way. I think there's all, all like a 1% chance he'll be involved. Cooper does have this thing of um, giving injury updates and then the player comes back two weeks sooner than he says or two weeks later than he says. Maybe that's just a medical department thing. But I wouldn't expect at all Brennan Johnson to be involved unless it's on the bench as a last 10-minute option where you chance it if you think you can get something from the game. But like you say, he's been the star man since the World Cup. He's got seven goals this season. Uh, players of his age, 21 and under, only Saka and Martinelli have exceeded his goal tally this season. He looks a talisman and he looks a star in the making. Well, he's already a star, I think. Uh, if Forrest are going to stay up, he can't miss more than one or two games realistically because there just doesn't look like there's anyone else who's going to score at the moment. You might ask me about Chris Wood in a bit. I mean, he's out of the game anyway, but he hasn't done too much. And other players like Emmanuel Dennis, Sam Surridge, Andre Ayew, I think they've got two goals between them. So it really hinges on Morgan Gibbs-White and Brennan. And Forrest only ever win by one goal. And a big factor in getting one of those goals is out of the game. So it does look very difficult to score in this one. I was going to ask you then to sum up just how big of a loss Johnson will be, but I think you've pretty much done that, Matt. You can see why teams like Newcastle United have been strongly linked for a move for the forward because, as you said there, he is a talisman. He, he just looks at a, a real, real talent. Yeah, I think what he's got is end products as well. Last season, he... He he scored in moments, uh, big moments. He's not a player who'll be in the game for 90 minutes. If you get him the ball, he's going to deliver a quality finish or a quality cross. He's sort of like St. Max, what was what St. Maximum's missing whenever I see him. St. Maximum seems to have all the skill and not the end product. And maybe Brennan isn't in the game at all for you know 20 minutes at a time, but then suddenly he'll do something. Although that aspect of his game's improved a lot since the World Cup, he looks more of a threat and he's getting players booked. And it's no surprise that big Premier League clubs are taking notice now. He's got you know two goals against Leicester. He's been a consistent scorer, a consistent threat from the right-hand side. And he's very much a modern forward that plays from the wing but cuts in and gets in the centre. I think if we're realistic, if Forrest stay up, they'd probably only get one more season out of him if he plays really well. Unless Forrest would go on a uh, you know have a great season like you like your boys are. It's very difficult to be him being seen being a long-term Forest player because he is that good, I think. Of course, he's not the only man missing through injury. You mentioned there Chris Wood, but there's a bit of uncertainty whether whether he, he was fit, he'd be able to play anyway. I know the deal's been made permanent, but there was a bit of debate on social media whether he still wouldn't be allowed to play. So, that, I mean, not that it matters, he's not going to be fit. Um, it's But it's it's something like, am I right in thinking 10 first-team players out injured at the moment? Um, yeah, probably. I haven't got the list in front of me. There's a few coming back. So, uh, Wood is out as Brennan Johnson, as you say. Ryan Yates is coming back and he's a key player. He's been on the bench the last two and come, come off the bench and he may start. But there's players like Moussa Niakate, who who's back in the squad, who's been out since August uh, with a, a hamstring injury. Dean Henderson's out, we've got Kidor Navas in. But there's just been this consistent... Uh, lack of a full squad available, like Cheki Kriate is probably going to be back in. But I think Newcastle are facing Forest at quite a good time before they get some of these players back. I mean, Tyro Awani is probably the biggest consistent miss because he was just finding form up front. And they got Chris Wood in to cover him in January. Um, he's got his goal against Man City, but he's not delivered what was hoped otherwise. 
uh, apart from it in patches, but he's generally. I mean, I don't think Forrester played to his strengths. I don't know what his strengths are. They look like uh, I think it's to get low balls in the box and good quality crosses in the box, and not necessarily lump it up to him. You probably tell me I'm wrong, but he hasn't been the player that we expected. But I don't think he's it's a hundred percent his fault. I don't want to bury the guy either. Yeah, I think it was quite similar at Newcastle. I certainly felt that Chris Wood was very unfortunate. He had to replace Callum Wilson for long spells of of, of the season. And Newcastle just don't play to his strengths. You know, Callum Wilson uh, likes to run in behind the the, the, the defence. He needs a bit of speed about him. That's not something Chris Wood has. And I think he was hard done by, really, because his bread and butter is getting the ball in the box and, you know, letting him head on to goal. So it sounds like he's maybe having a similar time at it at Forest. Um, usually I ask you, Matt, or I ask the, the guest to name the one player Newcastle should be really fearful of, the one player they have to stop. I assume, and it would have been Johnson, um, but if he's out, which it looks like he will be, who is the man that you're going to you're gonna hold up as the, the one that can, can really rattle Newcastle? I think it's still Morgan Gibbs-White. He's had an excellent season. He's gone off the boil a little bit since, uh, since Wood came in and Forest fans are blaming, well, they're blaming Wood's for that in the sense that, not to say Wood's fault, but Steve Cooper has diluted Morgan Gibbs-White's effectiveness by picking Chris Wood. And I think that's partly a factor. I think also Gibbs-White, I'm not sure he's 100% fit and I'm not sure he's just not playing quite as well, but he's still a real big threat if Forrest play on the counter and he has the, the vision to pick out that quality pass. We've seen it time and again at home. He's on set pieces. He's consistently pretty solid on those. He's not quite Kieran Trippier, I accept, but he, he's a good weapon from that area. And he's the spark and the creative player that can do well. I mean, I'll just single out Emmanuel Dennis as well. He's had a bit of a nightmare or the season since he came in from Watford. But the last two or three games, he's looked marginally better. And whatever, no matter how frustrating he is, he'll always try something and he'll always try and create a spark for, for Forrest. And he, he did it at Tottenham. And I'm not saying he played well, but I feel I've got, I've got a feeling it might be his time to deliver something because Forrest needs something from him. He was the big signing from Watford. He had a good season for them, didn't he? He got like 12 goals and a really poor team, but it's not happened for him at Forrest. I'm just hoping that this is the time where he delivers because he is he's a, such a maverick. Newcastle will find it hard to defend against him because he doesn't know what he's going to do. Kind of like, say, Maxman, I guess, but he's just not been as good at that. So, yeah, I mean, one of those two guys, but certainly Gibbs White, I think. Yeah, I, I wanted Newcastle to sign Emmanuel Dennis. I couldn't quite understand when they were short of a striker, why you wouldn't have gone in for him. Um, yeah, you see, a bit of an eccentric player, so one to watch out for. In terms of the, the Forest weakness, which you think Newcastle and Eddie Howe would have had up on the board this week and said, this is how we target them. What is the the main weakness that you think Newcastle can get at? I think central midfield has been absolutely horrendous for since the World Cup. Um, obviously, John Joe Shelby's come in and he needs the right players around him because <laughs> I didn't realise quite defensively how deficient he is. I don't know if he's always this bad, but the last two games, he's cost goals. Um, he gave away a really poor penalty against Everton. And he was really weak in a tackle against Spurs, the opening goal, and they ended up scoring from it. But on the ball, he's been excellent. So you do have to play him, I think. And then around him, they've not had the right balance at all. They've had Remo Freuler and Jack Holbach, who obviously, you know, Newcastle fans all know, both very defensive. 
and they've been getting deeper and deeper and there's been no progression from midfield. So if Ryan Yates plays, that'll make a difference because he'll put himself about. But if they don't sort the midfield out, then then they're not going to... I think they'll struggle to stay up. I mean, people will say the defence is terrible because they make errors and concede a lot of goals. But I think the problem stems more from a lack of protection in midfield. So not digging out John Joe Shelby is the problem. But since he came in, they haven't found the right balance around him, unfortunately. Very interesting. You should say that about John Joe Shelby. You know, he won't be on a, on a cheap wage either, Matt. He would come in and... You know, to be the kind of the saviour of the season, his passing, uh, passing ability is often unrivaled. But as you say, they're defensively not quite up to scratch. Do you expect more from him in the next you know, couple of months? Is he going to be key to, to, to Forrest winning on Friday? And hopefully, from your point of view, Forrest uh, surviving the drop, uh, you know, at the end of the season? Yeah, 100%. I think so. I mean, obviously, he's going to be really motivated to do well against Newcastle, even though he's got a lot of love for them, I'm sure. And once they do find that balance around him, I think he is going to be a key player. That that passing is something that I hope sets him apart from, you know, clubs at the bottom of the league in terms of the quality and the range of passing that he will have. It's just been the case of getting the best out of him. And I think Forrest will still struggle to do that. When he first came in against, I think it was at Fulham, he came off the bench and he looked a million dollars, but... They've just not got the best out of him. And I think he does have to probably, maybe it's a lack of fitness, lack of sharpness, but maybe accepts that he hasn't been at it defensively. And he certainly cost them one goal and arguably two, as I said before. So I think there's definitely more to come from him. And Forrest, if they are going to stay up when it's so tight, they, they do need to lean on him a bit and find that quality. Because I think they're in a position where they need like three or three wins and a couple of draws from the final 12 games. It should be eminently doable. But we're at the point at the moment where probably every club at the bottom thinks, where's the next win coming from? And if they do get against Newcastle, it'll be absolutely massive. Um, I mean, the midfield battle will be interesting. I think if you look at it, there's no doubt in that Newcastle probably have the better midfield. Joe Willick had an excellent game against Wolves coming in for the suspended Joe Linton. Bruno Gomeresh is, you know, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. And then Sean Longstaff put in a very decent shift. I can't see Martin Crackers if I'm wrong. If if Forrest, if that Forest midfielder at the top of the game, I still can't see them winning that midfield battle. And I think that area is going to be key on Friday. Yeah, I think you're probably right. They might not win it, but I think they can they can impact Newcastle and slow them down. I think against Chelsea, you know, the Chelsea side superior players in Mason Mount and Zachariah, and I think it was Jorginho. I'm not sure that. Um, Brian Yates and Remo Freuler, who at the time were playing, and I can't remember the third player, I think it might have been Oral Mangala, they competed and made it very hard for Chelsea. And Forrest were better than Chelsea in other areas. And I think if Forrest can uh, make it hard for Guimaraes, who I'm a big fan of, I think he's probably you know one of the top midfielders in the whole league, uh, and disrupt Joe Linton, uh, I think that gives Forrest a chance in the game to create a couple of chances. If they can turn over the ball in the right areas, then I think they've got a shout. Well, you'll be, you'll be pleased to know that Joe Linton also misses Friday because he's got a two-game suspension. Oh, but, good. as I mentioned there before, Joe Willick replaced him and Joe Willick arguably had his best game at Newcastle United for many, many months. He was I give him a 10 in the player ratings. He was that good, in my opinion. So, um, as much as Joe Linton's a miss... Joe Willick certainly stepped up against uh, Wolves and fingers crossed. He's very crossed dynamic, him. isn't he? Uh, but he looks like a streaky player. Yeah. Might, if he has three or four games in a row, it might become 10 games in a row where he's good. But 
I think that's the issue. And Newcastle signed him on the back of that scoring run where he hit, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, nine goals in eight games or whatever. It was a crazy uh, loan spell during the lockdown. And we haven't seen that. And we're never going to see that again because it was just so unrealistic and so pie in the sky. But if he can replicate what he did against Wolves, and he was he was, he was was getting back to a, a very good level before he picked up an injury before the cup final. So as much as Joe Linton's a big miss, I think it's a really good opportunity for Joe Willick to just kind of put himself back into the discussion about that midfield when everyone is fit and available. Um, just give us an insight, Matt, into how Forrest will approach this game. You know, we've seen Newcastle of late having to take more of the ball, having to be more in control of the game and hasn't always suited them. It was a bit of a mix against Wolves where they were allowed to hit them on the counter, but also they were still presented with the ball and they seem to do it a lot better than they have done in, in recent weeks. Will they face a similar challenge against Forrest? Are they going to have to sit back and defend and hit them on the counter or will Forrest say, here's the ball, you come and attack us? Probably the latter, I think more so. I think one of the frustrations of Forest fans is they're a little... They perceive it as passive at home, but I think they'll let Newcastle have the ball until just past the halfway line and then they'll press. I think they're quite comfortable saying, you've got to break us down. We're a counter-attacking team. Well, I think one of the big plans of previous games has been to win the ball uh, deep and then transition fast and use Johnson's pace on the counter-attack. So they won't have that on Friday. And obviously it's going to have to be probably Dennis who fulfills that role. But... Forest haven't dominated the ball in too many games, certainly against the bigger clubs. The more uh, successful clubs have been quite happy to concede possession and territory. And it, it, as if you, from what you were saying there, if that doesn't suit Newcastle, then I'd certainly think even more so that'll be the case to try and deny space for players like Isaac to run into. I mean, I assume Isaac's going to play because has Callum Wilson gone off the boil? What's going on there? Yeah, Callum Wilson hasn't scored since since October. He just doesn't look the same player that he was before he went to the World Cup. And Isaac not only scored against Wolves, tremendous header, but just looks so, so dangerous, running at the, the defence, close control with the ball. Really, really good display. And he needed it as well, given that opportunity, replacing Newcastle's number nine. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be Isaac. And it'll probably be an unchanged side as well. Eddie Howe doesn't like to change a winning side. And I can't see... Um, who 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 he would drop out? He made five changes. A couple were kind of enforced. Almiron comes off the bench and grabs the winner. But is that enough to get him back in the side? He's probably the one person who may have a case to get back in. Um, and on our match preview, I said I'd bring him back in for St. Maximin and keep Jacob Murphy on the other side. But like I said, he doesn't really like to make changes to a winning side, so it probably will be unchanged. Um. And, you know, those players who miss out, I don't think can have any complaints because the players who came in took their opportunities and that's 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 kind of what you need and, and you know, competition is, is all, always always good. I was going to ask you, do you think, have Newcastle rediscovered their attacking form then? Because I've watched them a few times. I watched the Man City game and thought they should have, they probably should have won that, I thought. I don't know how much people there put stock in XG, but I know they're big XG underperformers. Do you think they, they've turned that corner now then? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the only before Sunday, only beating uh, Fulham in the league in, in, in 2023. And they were playing well, though, and they were creating chances. They just weren't taking them. And I think what we saw on Sunday was that clinical edge, which has been missing. And it was always, that was the only thing that was kind of missing, you know, not taking your chances, 
They had a couple in the cup final. They had some against Man City, as you pointed out. Callum Wilson of old would have easily put that in the back of the net, you know, ten times over. But it's just when you when you look down and your form's out, that's what's going to happen. So I think Friday is a big game because they'd been on such a, a bad run of form. When you consider what they've done early in the season, one good performance and it was a good performance against against Wolves one very important win needs to be followed up with a win against Nottingham Forest it's side in a similar situation to Wolves one where Newcastle will go in as, in his favourites and if you're serious about the top four then no disrespect to Forest you have to be beating teams like Forest regardless of their brilliant home record you know these are the games you have to win Newcastle have struggled uh, recently Against couldn't beat Bournemouth, couldn't beat Leeds. You know they've struggled with sides around them. We're fortunate, some might argue, against Wolves. Should Port have been sent off? You know, will that luck be with them this Friday? I think they'll have to be at the very best to beat Forest because as good as the performance was against Wolves, you know, does that paper over the cracks slightly? Is probably one one argument. Um, but look, if you create the chances, Matt, and you take them, that's all mm. that matters. That you know, it's as simple as that, isn't it? That wins. That wins your games. Mm, true, true. Would you take a point? You wouldn't take a point then? No, I'd, you're going down there for all, all three. I mean, obviously, um, if you can't win, you don't lose. But I think you'd be very disappointed if you were Newcastle not to be taking all three from Forest because you played so well against Wolves. You know, you, you've got the, the chase for the top four is in Newcastle's hands, but it's only in Newcastle's hands if they win, keep winning, and then that sets them up for the, for the games and hands that they've got on, on, on Spurs. So yeah, you know Eddie Howe will be going. You know he goes in every game to win to win it. You know he doesn't care too much about the opposition, it's about what he does, what his team can do. So he'll definitely be setting them up for a win. And I think you'll be bitterly disappointed if you win your castle coming away and having only picked up a point. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think they will be Forest. I think I think they'll, they'll beat them. And um, I'm going to go three nil to Newcastle. Three nil. Oh my god. Three nil. You know, we've scored in every home. We scored in every home game, bar one. Um, yeah, I mean, but your main man's not in. Your main man's, you know, he's he's injured. Yeah, I mean, I do think we've got kind of negative momentum. If you look at the sides down the bottom, Southampton and Bournemouth have picked up, and Leeds and Everton are scrapping. Forest have taken two points from five games, so it's not going well. But they do have this home record to fall back on. The atmosphere at the City Ground, which I haven't mentioned yet, is always brilliant. I know it is at Newcastle as well, so I'm not sure it's as big an advantage as normal. And the other thing is that it's on a Friday night. There's this big carrot for Forest that if they can win the game, they'll go 12th and they'll be six points clear. And they go into the international break in such a good place. I kind of the head says eventually they're going to lose, but the heart says they can take a, a point from. A, well, I mean, I think they can win it, but a point isn't an entire isn't an unrealistic return at all for me. So, I think I'd actually go nil nil. You know what? A point isn't unrealistic at all. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, Newcastle may have won and played well, but if you look at it in the context of the form from the start of 2023, Forest. I don't think have that much to fear. They have a little bit to fear. You know, if Newcastle played the way, the way they did against Wolves, especially that first half, you know, Forest will be blown away. But they haven't done that consistently for a very long time. So you're only as good as your, your last 90 minutes is probably the point I'm trying to make. Um, mm. Before we sign off, I just want to talk about the last Friday night game Newcastle played down at the city grounds. Do you remember it, Matt? 
I remember we beat, when Newcastle got promoted, we finished third uh, and didn't go up in the playoffs, of course. And we beat you at the city ground. Um, that sticks in the memory. But is there one I'm missing more recently? That were that may be the one I'm talking about under Rafa Benitez, Newcastle United, when Newcastle were down to got two men sent off and Forrest missed two penalties in one of the most chaotic games I think I've ever seen. I'm not sure the referee had the best of performances that day, although I think I was in the minority uh, of Newcastle fans when I, I it was Paul Dunn that got sent off from memory, and I think I said I didn't have much argument with it. If it'd been the other way around, we would have been absolutely fuming from a Newcastle point of view. That didn't go down particularly well. And I think Shelby got sent off, I think, was the other one, perhaps, from memory. Someone will correct us if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure John Joe Shelby got two yellows in that game and got sent off. Well, one um, thing I don't miss is the quality of refereeing in the Championship. I know, obviously, VAR frustrates, and it's frustrated both our clubs this season. Actually, both the, the victim of Lee Mason, thinking of your game against Palace and our game against Brentford. But, yeah, I think the, the quality of the Premier League refereeing is still vastly superior to what you get in the, in the tier below, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really sure the standard of the Premier League um, leaves much to be desired. So, yeah, sorry, Shelby got sent off 33 minutes on the clock and then Paul Dummer got sent off with 45 minutes on the clock. So it was a, um, yes, it was an interesting game. Nicholas Benton and Henry Lansbury were the two Forest players to miss the penalties. Uh, okay. So we were thinking of different games. Yeah, we were thinking of different games. Nicholas Bentner, oh my gosh. Yeah, he was not a good signing. That was a funny time for Forrest, actually. Um, yeah, they were. They, I mean, yeah, they were blowing money left, right, and centre. Uh, they were the opposite of Newcastle. They wouldn't spend any money uh, to to do anything. But Forrest back then were very happy to spend money. Not that they're not happy to spend money. All the signings and the hundred and fifty million quid just to try and stay in this league. But let's certainly hope it works. It remains to be seen. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, uh, Matt. They do manage to survive the drop, but not pick up three points on Friday because Newcastle want top four football. Matt, thank you very much for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. And a little look behind the curtain for you guys because what you don't know is that the uh, infamous drilling that has been talked about on this podcast for many, many months that disappeared has now returned. And even though this is going to be edited absolutely seamlessly and you wouldn't have known unless I'd mentioned it, it has thrown us off our tracks and uh, this half an hour episode um, is taking much longer than it should have done because of um, the wonderful uh, drilling below. Thank you very much to the builders for making a surprise, an unwanted return to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Um, yes, thank you for that. But to you guys listening, please hit that subscribe button and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. <laughs>